you didn't know, but a few years ago, there was a precious uh, saint of God that uh, we laid to rest that was such a witness to so many people, Sister Linda Todd, that uh, made a difference in my life, and Sister Cook's life. And uh, she kept telling me, she said, I've got family, Brother Cook. I've got family. She said, I'm going to get them to come to church. And she did. And she got Sister Cindy. And she got Sister Marlene. Brought them to the house of God. Both of them prayed through the Holy Ghost. Changed our lives forever. Sister Cindy, would you testify tonight? Marlene is with her husband, Brother Jimmy is in the hospital, and uh, he had a very bad gallbladder, and uh, they had to do surgery, they may have to do it again, y'all pray for him, and uh, I, I believe that both of these men are coming into the house of the Lord, I, I've accepted it, I'm laying claim to it, I forgot to make mention today, and I know that he's not here, but Brother Johnny lost his father this past week. And uh, Brother Johnny Sims is, is uh, in church. He's a very quiet man, but he is so precious. And we love him. And, and I'm going to see Brother Johnny get where he needs to be in God. But y'all pray for him this next week, Wednesday. They have a funeral in Lepanto, Arkansas. And, and uh, I, I, I just I feel so good in the Lord. Brother Nathan, testify. young men you'll ever meet a young man that I highly respect and he's highly favored of the Lord Brother Briar I want you to testify
I would ask tonight before I minister, would anyone want to testify that hasn't testified tonight? WSOF at all, they, they say this is uh, Psalms 4, 4 and 8. Every night they say, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. That's what they say every night. If you listen to WSOF, it's 89.9. They're not paying me to say this. But they, <laughs> they said, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only, thou, Lord, only makest me to lie down and dwell in safety. And I cannot help but think, in Psalm chapter 77, the book of Psalms is divided up into three categories. In Psalm 73, David takes a break from writing Psalms and he hands it over to his right-hand musician, Asaph. And Asaph begins to write in Psalm chapter 73, and he is writing about how there are enemy at the gate of Jerusalem. There is enemy knocking on the door there. There, I can't remember who it was, but they have an army. And it has scared Asaph to the point where he begins writing in Psalm 73 about how he cannot sleep. And Asaph is, is he's talking about all the things they're going to do. He said, he said they're going to tear down everything they have. They're going to take everything we have. And in, and in Psalm 77, he says, will God remember my song in the night? And he asked himself that question. And he asked himself that question. He begins to turn to Psalm chapter 78. And in Psalm 78, he says, I'm going to remember what God has already done. And he begins to say, God took dirt. And made a man out of that dirt. He said God called a man named Abraham. Out of an entire nation of people that didn't know God. And put him on the right path. And then he said God took a man that was going to. He was born of a woman who was under slavery in Egypt. And he was going to die death in the Nile. But God took that man and ascended him in the place second to Pharaoh. And used him in order to bring God's people home. And then he said as he comes to the end of that chapter in Psalm 78 he's still got worry on his mind because all he has to do is look out the window and see what's out there and he says once again I will remember what God has done and he looks at his king David and he said God has taken a man out of the flock and out of the field and placed him head over Israel and Asaph when he sees and remembers what God has done lays down his head and goes to sleep and I want to tell you here tonight you need to remember some of the things that God has done for you you need to remember the times that God was there oh hallelujah I want to tell you I don't care what you're facing I don't care what you're going through I don't care what you can turn around and look and see. There is a God who is able to do it again. In John chapter 16, Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. Not peace that the world has to give, but the peace that I have because I 
have overcome the world. And I want to tell you here today, I want you to know that you can have peace in the Lord Jesus Christ because He has overcome the world. Aren't you thankful for Jesus? Praise God. I'm so thankful for Him. Praise the Lord. How could the God and Father of all be the Prince of Peace? How could the King of Kings and Lord of Lords be the Prince of Peace? Jesus said it in the book of Revelation, I am the root and the offspring. Amen. Jesus is your peace. And he is the Prince of Peace that gives us peace, which is the Spirit of Christ. Amen. Beyond all understanding. Praise God. All the Holy Ghost is in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you stand with me today? We're going to go to the Word of God in 1 Kings 18 and 43. I'm going to read one verse. And uh, my younger brother did such a beautiful job of ministering today. And uh, he reserved some time, and I'm going to take that time tonight. So I'm just kidding, y'all. He was a lot shorter than I normally am, and I told him that. And, uh, but he can say more a lot quicker than I can. But tonight, I'm going to work very hard. I know what time it is, and I, I know that the young folks have got plans down in the Life Center. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is in this room. There's no other place. Brother Jerry, there's no other place I'd rather be than right here in the house of God. And to feel what we feel. Mom, than this right here. Amen. Praise God. 1 Kings 18, verse 43. If I could give you a backstory to this, this is Elijah. And he is calling for an end to the drought. And he said to his servants, Go up now. Look toward the sea. And he went up. And looked and said, now I, I want to educate us for a moment. There is, is in italics. You'll look at your Bible. That means this, that King James added that, his scholars did, that we could better understand the word. So what his servant said from the top of the hill was this. Nothing. He didn't say there is. He just said nothing. He sent him up the hill to check and see what he could see. There is is in italics, which means it was added. He just simply said nothing. Now to make it easier for us to understand, he said there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. I want to preach. I'm going to try to be brief tonight on this. When our nothing becomes something. When our nothing becomes something. Praise God. Could we lift our hands and just love the Lord and thank Him for His presence in this place. God, I give you honor. I give you glory. Lord, I thank you that on the last day of the year and the last moments of that day, that you have allowed us to come together in this place and that your anointing, your sweet, sweet presence that is here, Lord, is ministering and touching hearts, Lord. Let tonight, let someone to come to know you and the power of your salvation. Let someone tonight yet even receive the Holy Ghost. Lord, we ask you this in Jesus' name. The church said, Amen. You can be seated today. I said this the other night. I remember we were having a watch night service one year. In the life, not in the life center, but in the educational center, which then was our our fellowship center, and I believe it was Sister Jamos' uh, sister that, as the clock struck midnight, she stood up and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I will never forget that as long as I live. So I want to tell you today, there's still time. In 2023, to get the Holy Ghost, or you can be the first person in 2024. 
How about that? You know, there, there's always, uh, uh, there, they, they always tout the first child born in 2024. So why not let it be a spiritual birth and somebody get the Holy Ghost? Amen. Amen. You can be first today. Praise the Lord. First Kings 18, it speaks to us as one of the greatest demonstrations of the authority of God shown to a backslidden Israel. These are powerful scripture that, that if I could, I would read the whole chapter to us to let us know what was accomplished here with Elijah. And it's important to note that Elijah was challenging Syria. He was not challenging Egypt. He was not challenging the Babylonians who were the world powers of that time, but he was challenging the house of Israel that had forgotten the presence and the power of the mighty God. Here he is trying to convert again an Israel that had knowledge and understanding of the mighty God. He had moved on their behalf many, many times, but through the process, Brother Bennett, they had slipped away, and now he had challenged the false prophets of Baal, amen, and he was going to show Israel or allow God to show Israel that God was God. I would say today to the church, don't you ever forget who it is that you serve. Amen. Don't ever forget who it is that you serve. I would say today that every one of us could pinpoint people that are no longer living for God. Amen. That worshiped around these altars right here. That, that praised Him. That magnified Him. That glorified Him. That no longer do anymore. But I want to tell you to this. I made up in my mind a long time ago. Amen. I'm going to make it through. I'm going to see it through. He's the author and he's the finisher of my faith. Amen. And I would say this to the church. Don't ever forget that God is God. And he sits on the throne. And he has all authority and power. Praise God. You may have come to a time that you may think God is nowhere around. And every one of us have come to those times in our life that we have said we haven't seen him move in our situation. I, I will tell you this, Brother Talsman, that I have said, Lord, where are you? And I've literally said that, Lord, where are you? And uh, I want to tell you today that God sometimes hides himself from us. That we would find him. That's what he does. He, he wants us. That's why he said if you knock it's going to be opened unto you. Seek and you're going to find. Ask and it's going to be, you're going to be given it. Amen. God is looking for that in us. So I want to say today. Amen. That we need to seek after him. We need to understand. Amen. That, that God is here and, and, and God is around and you haven't been abandoned. Amen. I, I, I want to reassure everybody in the house today. Amen. Psalms 1 and 21 says this. Behold he that keepeth Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. Amen. He knows where you are. Amen. He never falls asleep. He's always on watch. He's always available. He's there in your darkest night. He's there to minister to you in your hardest trouble. The other morning, Friday morning, I woke up and uh, Saturday morning, I believe it was, and uh, the Lord spoke to me very deeply in a dream. And uh, I woke up a little bit before 5 a.m. And he began to explain some things. And he spoke to me so vividly that I actually got up out of bed and sat. Got into the word of God and just began to weep as God began to talk to me about events and about things and about instruction. Amen. And he proved once again that he never sleeps nor slumbers. And he, he talks to us and he gives us instruction. I want to I tell you something today. Amen. You've got a brand new pastor in front of you. God has been doing a work in me. Amen. And I, I've got a word today from the Lord. Amen. Let me tell you something. 2024 is going to be the greatest revival year this church has ever seen. 
Amen. Your sons and your daughters are coming. Your family members are coming. Amen. You better get ready for revival. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you today as you look across this place, there's room, but I want to tell you before it's over with, amen, I'm believing we're going to put out chairs for people that are going to come into the house that are looking for the anointing of God and the glory of God and the peace of God. Brother Talsman, I believe your son and daughter are coming back to the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm believing today for revival that's on its way. Amen. I'm telling you right now, I'm more excited about revival than I have been in 20 years of pastoring and what God is going to do in this place. Hallelujah. Elijah here declared to the prophets of Baal. He said, the God that answers by fire, let him be God. Amen. When Baal could start no fire, even after the pleading of his prophets, Elijah had his sacrifice soaked with 12 barrels of water till the water ran about the altar in a trench that they dug. He saturated it with water. And scripture said that it came to pass at the time of the... I I thought about this. I I thought, you're talking about a precise God. You talk about the precision of God. God spoke to me the other night, woke me up, telling me of his precision and how he operates. If you'll go back to scripture, you'll find that Baal and the prophets of Baal, he he gave them the first shot. He said, you guys... Take your time. He said, you build a fire. You call fire down from heaven. He said, you just do whatever you're going to do. And the Bible said that from the early morning until noon, they did everything that they could and there was no fire. Let me tell us today, there's a lot of people preaching gospels with no fire. But I'm thankful today that I know the consuming fire. Amen. And then when uh, when Elijah began to pray a 30, five word prayer the fire of God fell from heaven amen consumed the altar consumed the sacrifice consumed the water and when he got done there was nothing left let me tell us today our God is a consuming fire amen he's the one amen that we need in our lives to burn up all of the garbage of our life that when he gets done there ain't nothing left but God hallelujah Praise God. He is a consuming fire. John the Baptist declared, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance. But he that coming after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. I, I want to tell you today, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, I wouldn't leave here tonight without it. Amen. You need the Holy Ghost. The Bible said those that don't have his spirit, he said, they are none of his. That's what the Bible says. Amen. If you want to be one of his, you got to have his spirit on the inside of you. Oh, let me say that again. The church, I, I want you to hear me today. The Bible said that if you have not his spirit, you are none of his. Amen. That is not just Philip Cook preaching. Amen. That is the Lord himself preaching. That's the word of God. Let, let me tell the church this today. Amen. God is the chief building inspector. He's the one that looks everything over. He's the one that examines the building. Amen. If I don't get the building right, amen, God will make me come back and redo it. And I want to preach this to us today. Amen. I want to tell you if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, amen, you're in trouble. The Bible said if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you're none of His. What am I telling you? I'm inviting you to the power of the Holy Ghost that's available to anybody and everybody. It's not a hard thing. All you got to do is repent of your sins and He'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. He is a consuming fire and we all need that consuming fire in our life. The God that answered by fire in the Old Testament is still answering by fire in the New Testament. And now we find that Elijah tells Ahab after three and a half years of drought, that's what the New Testament tells us. Amen. With nothing in sight, Elijah said, Get thee up and eat and drink, for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. Amen. The very definition of faith, it is the substance of things hoped for, 
the evidence of things unseen. Amen. I, I want to say this tonight. I'm just going to preach briefly on this, but I want to tell you this. Faith looks past our nothings. Amen. Faith, I, I see nothing. Well, that's all right. Because faith looks past our nothings. Our nothings. Amen. I, I, I've watched as people have, have worked and, and maneuvered in things in their life and, and tried to uh, uh, get things right and wondered where God was in the process. Let me tell you something. Amen. God has been there the whole time. God is ready to operate in your life. Amen. Just because you don't see nothing happening does not mean that God is not on the job. Amen. He's a God that don't sleep and he don't slumber and he's there any time that you admit. Oh my, I'm preaching to us today and I'm telling you, don't let your nothings intimidate you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Brother Jerry, it was the will of God, wasn't it? Ain't that what we said? We said if it works, it would be the will of God. If not, amen, then we know the, God, the, the will of the Lord another way. But God, His will was made evident in our life. Amen. When it would seem that nothing is happening, God is working in the midst. Amen. Let me tell us today, in the middle of your nothing, God is operating. Hallelujah. Oh, we hear us tonight. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Faith looks past our, our nothings. The Bible said that and Ahab, he went to eat and drink, and Elijah went to the top of Mount Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth, and he put his face between his knees. I, I, I'm going to get somebody to help me tonight. I, let me see. I think I got Brother Josh years ago when I'd I, I done this as an object lesson. But uh, let me see. Do I have Jaden? Jaden? Come here. Oh, come up here. Come up here. Let me see who else I can get. Amen. Who can I get? Oh, let me find somebody. Blaney, you come up here. Praise God. Now, I want you to know that when I've called you before, you've done some things half-heartedly. Tonight, you've got to really dig in and help me preach this message, okay? Okay. okay. All right. You going to help me? Yeah. All right. Praise the Lord. The Bible said, Brother Kevin, that Elijah, he cast himself down on the ground, and he put his head in his knees. Can, can you do that? And the only way that you can think of. I, I want you to sit on the ground. Sit, sit on the ground. It's all right. Sit on the ground. And put, raise your knees up. And put your head in your knees. This is exactly right. That's why I got somebody little. I, I meant young. This is Elijah praying. Let me explain something to us. Sometimes when we need God to speak into our situations in our life, Brother Walden, one of the reasons that we don't hear and we don't see is because we are not posturing right. Posturing has everything to do with prayer. Now let me tell us today, you can pray sitting down. Okay, You can pray walking the aisles. You can pray. I, I like crawling in a corner where I can hear myself. I'm hard of hearing anyways. That's what I do. But let me tell you something. I do believe that there's something about humbling ourselves before the Lord. I am a firm believer that we need, if it's possible for you, to bow your knees before the Lord. You want to know why? Because the Bible said that every knee shall bow and every mouth confess that Jesus Christ. Posture has everything to do in hearing from God. Let me tell us today, if you want to hear from God, take a place of humility in your life. Oh my. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like preaching now. You got to take a place of humility in your life. Amen. Let me tell us today, it is not my job as a pastor to cheerlead us into worship. 
It's not my job to, to say, come on now, you can worship the Lord. Come on now, you can magnify the Lord. You're grown-up adults. you got the Holy Ghost. If you love God, you're going to worship Him. If you don't love Him, you ain't going to worship Him. So let me tell you today, if you love Him, you ought to worship Him. You ought to praise. Oh, my, when it comes worship time, you ought to give Him everything you got. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. You want to know why we're peculiar? We don't act like other folks. We don't do like other folks. We don't worship like other folks. Hallelujah. You still with me, Brother Jaden? That's my Elijah right there. Amen. Elijah, he, he took his head and he... Put them between his knees. Amen. And uh, sometimes the most powerful position that you could ever take with God is a place of humility. Amen. And he said to his servant, Go up now. Now, wait a minute. You sit down, Elijah. Sister Laney, you're his servant today. Amen. You're welcome, Brother Jaden. You ready? You're going to tell your servant in a minute, and it's your ob- obligation now. You've you got to serve your servant. Let me tell us today you want anointing in your life, you submit yourself. You don't submit yourself, amen, under authority in your life. You're in deep spiritual trouble. Oh, my, I'm preaching to us today. Amen. I've got men of God that I submit myself to that are my covering that I surrender myself to. And I want you to know, Brother Kevin, they can speak into my life just like I can speak into yours. Amen. They've got, they've got right to speak into my life and tell me. And anytime they want to pick up the phone, they can say, Brother Cook, I got a word for you and I got direction from you. As a matter of fact, amen, they've done it not long ago. And I want to tell you today, amen, that, that if you'll submit yourself, Amen. My God will use you. Amen. You'll always be limited in your ministry if you do not submit yourself. And he said to his servant, ready servant, ready Elijah, go up now. Tell her. Oh, come on now. Go up now. And look towards the sea. Come on. We're going to try this again. (laughs) Go up now and look towards the sea. Tell me what you see. I want you to run to the sea back there. Run all the way to the back. Now, Elijah looked back there. She come running back. And he said, tell me what you saw. No, wait a minute. You got to get serious with this, man. You, you ain't working with me here. Tell me what you saw. Nothing. Now, we're having fun. But let me tell you something. A man... That I've said before is the pyrotechnician of God. That has called fire down from heaven. And consumed companies of men that came. And addressed him improperly. They went and met him one time. Sister Maddie and they said hey dude. Come on down from that place. He looked at them and said Lord let the fire of heaven fall. And it fell and it consumed them. The king sent more men and they went up and they said, hey, you come down here. And 
The Bible said that he looked at them and said, fire from heaven, you come down. And it came down and consumed them. And finally, somebody got some sense about them and said, I don't want to die. And they approached the man of God and they said, oh, sir, we humbly ask you to come down. And he said, I'll come down now. And he challenged them to a duel. And in the duel, Elijah said a 35-word prayer. And fire fell from heaven and consumed an altar, consumed a sacrifice, consumed the water, licked up everything around about it, and Elijah walked away from that place after having the prophets of Baal put to death. And now God has said, now I'm going to let it rain. And Elijah has tucked his head in his hands. Amen. And he said to his servant, amen, run out to the sea. Run up to the top of Mount Carmel. Amen. Run up there. Tell me. Amen. Go, go, Sister Lane. Run. I mean hard. Amen. Now look out there. Do you see anything? Run back here. Y'all ain't helping me. Tell him what you see. Come on. Do you see? She said, I see people. Do you see rain? No. She, he said, I see nothing. Nothing. Now let me tell you, I would have thought at this point that, that Elijah may have been confused because he just called fire down from heaven. He sent his, his servant to go find the rain that is supposedly on the way and the servant runs to the top of Mount Carmel, runs his way back, amen. And then Elijah said, tell me what you saw. And he said, nothing. Now let me ask you, have you ever seen nothing? Have you ever been out, amen, that you've needed the presence and the power of God to operate and minister and heal and bless and you're looking for God to do great things and you're looking and all of a sudden you see nothing. Not one thing. You, you pray, Brother Talsman, and nothing. You have sought God, Brother Nathan, and nothing. Amen. You have cried before the Lord and said, God, I need some rain in my life. I, I need some abundance in my life. I need to hear from heaven. Amen. And God, amen. It, it, it seems as if he said nothing. Have you ever been there? I don't know about you, but I've been there. I've been there this year. Is that all right? Have you been there this year? I have. Amen. Where we, we have looked for God to move and we've looked for Him to minister. I prayed and nothing. I believed and nothing. I've spoken and nothing. Amen. I've cried and nothing. I've called His name and nothing. I've given my offering and nothing. Amen. Let me, let me ask you this today. How many times have your nothing screamed louder than anything? How many times have your nothing spoken to you and it's almost deafening? I don't know about you, but I, I've heard that, that old expression, their silence was deafening. Amen. There are times that I've gone before the Lord. Amen. And I have sought God. And, and, and in return, it seemed, it seemed, amen, that the Lord said nothing. Amen. Now let me tell us today, amen, Elijah had his head, amen, tucked into his, his knees there. Amen, let me tell us through this whole thing, amen, the Bible never said one time that he changed his posturing. I'm going to tell you today that if you're looking for God to break through your nothing, don't you break through your posturing. You keep on praying. You keep on seeking. You keep on going after God. Don't untuck your head. Keep it buried in your knees. And then say this, go again. Say it. Go again. Come back. Come back. There you go. Enjoy this for a minute. 
ask you this. What did you see? Ask her. What did you see? So Elijah keeps praying. And he keeps seeking the face of God. He keeps his head buried. He keeps going before the Lord. He keeps asking. Amen. And he says, go again. Ain't you glad I picked young folks to do this? Sister Maddie, you want to go? No. Tell her, come on back. Ask her again. Nothing. What are you going to tell her? Let me tell us this today. Not only do you keep posturing, not only do you keep praying, but you keep pushing. You keep working. You keep doing what you've always done, and you keep looking for an answer. Amen. Run back here, Laney. I want to tell us today, amen, that when you're nothing, amen, is speaking so loudly that it's deafening in your life. Uh, when you're nothing, it is commanding you to keep your mouth shut uh, and say you just bow out. Amen. I got you under control. When you're nothing, uh, is telling you you're not going to get an answer to the problem uh, and you're going to have to keep on living in this deficiency in your life. Uh, I want you to know, amen, you just keep going. You keep praying. You keep worshiping. You keep going back again. Oh, would somebody help me preach today? Amen. Let me tell us sometimes your nothing is so deafening that you want to quit trying. I got a word for somebody today. You keep praying. Well, they must not have faith. Oh, yes, they do. Let me tell us today, sometimes, amen, all the time, God doesn't operate on the same timetable we do. Amen, God's clock is different than ours. God don't operate on our, on our mindset and wavelength. Amen, I, I told somebody the other day, I forgot who it was here at the church, and, and, and we were trying to figure out something about the law. I think it was Sister Moore. Amen, and, and she said, you know, we can't figure him out. I said, if we could figure him out, would he be God? Oh, amen, if you could figure him out, he wouldn't be God. Who would serve somebody like that that you could figure out? Let me tell you something. Amen, oh, oh there was a man one time that said, I looked for him on my right hand and I couldn't find him. I, I looked for him on the left hand where he works and he wasn't there. He said, I couldn't find him. I couldn't see him. But then when he approached the Lord, the Lord said, who do you think you are? He said, where were you when the morning stars sang together and I created the world? Uh, let me tell you something. You serve an infinite, powerful God that is able to end the drought in every life. He's able to give you riches, amen, for poverty. He's able to give you water for thirst. Hallelujah. Your nothings. How many times have your nothings screamed louder than anything in your life? Amen. Scripture does not tell us that Elijah ever changed his posture. Amen. He... He had just prayed a 35-word prayer and the fowl failed and consumed an offering and now here he is and he is working to get an answer before the Lord. Amen. Let me tell you sometimes you've got to look past your nothings. You've got to look beyond your nothings. And he said this, go again. Let me tell us this. Faith. Everyone say faith. Faith keeps pressing. Faith keeps believing. Faith keeps posturing. Faith keeps running. Faith keeps praying. I want to tell somebody who is dealing with their nothings today. Don't you stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Amen. Don't quit. Amen. I, I, I'm telling you today. I, 
God has gotten hold of me about this faith thing. I've got faith. I received the Holy Ghost back years ago. I believe in the power and the authority of God. Amen. I've seen miracles in my own ministry. Amen. And I'm nothing. I give it all to God. He is the one that deserves glory. Amen. But I'm telling you, Brother Kevin, I prayed for a man one time that God healed him of cancer. Amen. I'm telling you today, I believe in faith. I operate in faith. Amen. But there's sometimes that we struggle in our faith and sometimes we don't see the things produced in our faith that we believe that we ought to see. Amen. I want to give somebody a word. Don't let your nothing intimidate you. Don't yet oh my don't let your nothing stop you. You keep living for God. You keep serving God. You keep magnifying the Lord. You keep believing God for what He wants to do in your life. I sat, I I was at the table the other day and I sat and had dinner and and my sister put Kennedy right there with me and Brother Lee and I was trying to talk to Brother Lee. I hadn't seen him in forever and I had Kennedy sitting right there between us and I love her. She is just a doll baby and uh, and she loves me And, uh, and I want to tell you that she plopped over there. Amen. She scooted up next to me. And I was talking to Brother Lee. And when I was talking to him, she was going. Hey. 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 And, she, and I said, baby, I'll, I'll get you in a minute. She, she, kept, she kept going. She, she, she wouldn't stop. She, I thought she'd stop. She wouldn't stop. She just kept going. She kept going. Amen. Let me tell you something. She kept going until I answered her. She did. She wouldn't stop. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I love her to death. Amen. And it brought about a point, and I even thought about that as I answered her. Amen. That's how we ought to be with God. Oh, come on. I'm talking about faith. Amen. You mean I got to do it again? You better do it again. You better go again. You better pray again. You better seek the face of God again. Did you get the Holy Ghost this time? No? Then go again. Oh, come on. Did you receive your answer from God? Go again. Go again. Go again. Faith goes again. I'm here to tell you today. Get up and go again. I... I walked in the school and there was one of the signs had fallen from the, uh, from the walls. And I walked over and I picked it up and I absolutely loved that, that sign. And I told my wife. And that sign said this. One of the teachers had it on their class. And it said this. You haven't failed until you quit trying. Oh, hear me today. You ain't failed as long as you're trying. Amen. Let me tell you today, if you didn't get your healing when you made your way up to this and the elders laid their hands on you, I want to challenge you again. Come again. Come again. Come again. Come again. Come again. Get up and come again. Amen. Don't think we lack faith. Amen. Sometimes we got to get God's attention. Go again. Go again. Go again. Go again. I want to encourage somebody. Look past your nothing. Get beyond your nothing. Don't let your nothing intimidate you. I believe in God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above. Take on the attitude of the little woman. Amen. That troubled the king. Go again. I know nothing. Nothing sometimes is intimidated. Intimidating. I, I know sometimes our nothing speaks louder than anything. But God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. I said this the other night and I'm going to say it again. What is bigger than that? Is there one thing bigger than exceedingly abundantly above anything that we could ask or believe? There is nothing above that. Nothing. Go again. He said, go again seven times. Go again. Sister Laney, go again. Amen. Go again. Hallelujah. Go again. Amen. Run back. What would you see? Nothing? How many times have you gone? How many? 
y'all count? Four, five, six, go again. What are you waiting on? What'd you see? Nothing. Go again. He said, go seven times. Come back. On the seventh time, he came back just like you did. And he said, what did you see? Ask him of Jaden, Brother Elijah. What would you see? Say a cloud. Like a man's hand. Y'all got to help me act in here. He said, behold. Help me. There ariseth a little cloud. Ariseth. A little cloud. Come on, a little cloud. Like a man's hand. Amen. A little cloud like a man's hand. How can God break a three and a half year drought with a little cloud like a man's hand? I want you to consider that for a moment. Now you've got a man that was in the middle of a three and a half year drought when nothing was in sight, Brother Kevin. He said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. He walked up and sent his servant. His servant ran seven times, six times, said, what do you see? Nothing, absolutely nothing. He said, you better go again. He come back and said, I see a cloud like a a man's hand. Amen. Let me tell us this. What can a cloud the size of a man's hand do in our lives when you're looking at a three and a half half year drought the rivers are dry the brooks are dry the bushes are dry the grass is dead the cattle have died the horses have died the armies amen they don't have anything to drink what is there there ain't nothing he said there ariseth a cloud like a man's amen What can God do with a cloud like a small hand or like a man's hand? Let me tell us today. Genesis 1 says, in the beginning. In the beginning. What was before the beginning? Someone tell me. There was absolutely nothing. There was nothing. I'm not speaking of the kingdom of God. I'm speaking of where we are. What was there? In the beginning, there was nothing. And God created, the Bible says, the heavens and the earth. And then it says this, And the earth was without form, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. What was here? Nothing. Now wait a minute. The Bible said, And God said, Let there be light. And all of a sudden, There's light. Let me tell us today that God can make your little nothing and He can make it into a grand something. As a matter of fact, amen, when your nothing becomes something little, don't diminish your little thing. Or the little things in your don't diminish them. Look on them with faith and realize that sometimes God brings nothing to little to much. What did he do with a couple of fish and some loaves of bread? He fed 5,000 men, women and children. Many have believed that it was over 10,000 people. Amen. Let me tell you something about little things. Amen. Little is much when God is in it. 
Amen. When you go from nothing to something little, I want to tell you today that that is your time to rejoice. That your time to get up. That's your time to 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 magnify God. That's your time. I'm not preaching this good enough. I want you to realize, Amen, that when you're nothing but materializes as a little something, you need to give God glory. You need to give God honor because God is fixing to take that little something and He's about to bring it into something of great magnitude. I want to tell you today, don't let your nothing intimidate you. Let me tell us something today. Sister Cindy, we're claiming your family in the name of Jesus. But let me tell us something today. For years you came and Brother Donnie wasn't nowhere around. Nowhere. He wasn't nowhere to be seen. Amen. I don't even think he, he, he thought very much of this group of folks. But let me tell you something. Nearly every Sunday morning now, he's in church. That's something. We, we've gone from nothing to something. Now let me tell you something. Give God glory because we're fixing to see a breakthrough in your family. God can, oh my, I'm here to tell you that when, oh, when you're nothing materializes as something amen you better magnify God amen oh listen to me today I don't care how little it is I don't care how diminished it looks God can take can take that little bitty thing and he can do something of great magnitude I told sister Cindy the other day amen that people gathered around the altar and I looked and here come brother Donnie Walking up the front aisle. Amen. And for a little while he stood here. Amen. With the men and he prayed. Now let me tell you. We have gone from nothing. Amen. To coming to church. And now he's starting to walk around. Amen. In this place. I'm here to tell you today. You better get ready for a breakthrough in your life. You need to magnify God. For I'm telling. Oh my God. I'm telling you. When this gets hold of you. And you begin to realize. That God's working in your favor. God is producing things. God is making something oh I'm here to tell you that when you see something you need to get ready because God is fixing amen to fill the diminished areas of your life hallelujah 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 God said amen the smallest seed in the world is a mustard seed and he said if a man have faith as a grain of mustard seed He said, you can say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it will be so. I don't know about you, but I have faith that I can say, I believe it's bigger than a grain of mustard seed. But I believe today that God is willing to work through our faith if we'll make proclamations in our faith of what God is doing. I want you to know that you need to thank God for every little bit of something that materializes from nothing. Amen. Sister Jenny, I'm telling you, Brother Johnny's coming to church with you. Brother Johnny's sitting beside you. Amen. You need to magnify God and glorify Him because you're going to see Him get the Holy Ghost. Picture it in your eyes. Tears rolling down His face. Mouth speaking in tongues under the anointing of God by faith I'm here to challenge us today and to tell you if you can realize what God wants to do I heard what brother Jim said when he testified not long ago and he said I I came to a fish fry he said I knew what them scoundrels was up to he said I knew what they was up to he said when I went to that and that young at heart meeting, he said, I knew they was after me. He said, I knew they was coming to get me. He said, but I couldn't help it. Amen. Now let me tell us. Brother Jim went from a fish fry, amen, to church. And then from church to coming back to the presence of God. Amen. As he ought to be. Amen. And God is using him, preaching, magnifying, glorifying God. God took nothing and he made something. He took something little and made it greater. I want us to understand today. Amen. That you need to glorify God and look past your nothings. We get stuck on our nothings so many times. Stand with me. We get stuck on our nothings sometimes because they seem so big. Amen. If God can reach into a realm of nothing and produce something, 
Just imagine what he can do with something little. Amen. David took a, a small stone and he slew Goliath. Amen. If we could see today, Moses, amen, had a staff. He said, I, I ain't even got nothing. He said, what you got in your hand? He said, I got my staff. Amen. God's reminded me a lot of times as a pastor, I got my staff. I'm thankful today for the staff I've got. Amen. Because my staff to me is everything. Amen. Let me tell you something. God can take those areas that sometimes we diminish in our lives. Sometimes we, we take them as something small. And, and, and we'll think that that's nothing. That's nothing. No. It's bigger than nothing. It's something. It's something. Amen. And realize that God wants to work in our areas of nothing. Amen. I've got a word today for somebody. Somebody in this house today is wrestling with our nothing. And God is about to replace your nothing with something. Amen. But when your nothing is replaced with something, don't diminish your something regardless of its size. Regardless of its size. A few years ago, we were having church. 17, 18 years ago, we were having church. We're apostolic and we pray apostolically and we worship apostolically and we magnify the Lord Pentecostally. And, and I'll, I'll never forget, I'm looking for the presence and the power of God being magnified. I'm looking to lay my hands on sick people and watch them recover and I'm believing it every time I lay my hands on I'm looking for people to run to the altars. Pray through to the Holy Ghost. But I remember Brother Bennett 16 or 17 years ago. Brother Moore came to an altar. You wouldn't recognize him today from the Brother Moore then. And I'll never forget we had prayed around the altar and there were several up here and I was praying for people to get the Holy Ghost and somehow he slipped up here and he slipped back before I could even get to him. And, and I looked at that. And I thought, well, okay. Okay. Brother Moore, is he here? There he is. That shows you how blind I am, brother. We're getting older together. Come up here. And Sister Moore, she told me. You know, I'm, I'm looking for that Pentecostal interaction. And she told me, she said, Brother Moore gave his life to the Lord today. Okay. Okay. Gave his life to the Lord. And I thought, all right. We'll see how that pans out. A few weeks later, we had foot washing and communion. And Brother Moore had never been in foot washing and communion before. And he was struggling with his self, struggling with things. He told me, I had never done this before. And he told me, he said, I was raised differently. And he said, I struggle in some areas. And uh, I remember Brother QB Hunt was there. <laughs> and Brother Moore knelt before QB Hunt. Brother QB Hunt's one of the most beautiful African American men that you'd ever meet in your life. Is this all right? With a man that had had feelings in a past life. And he knelt before him and he washed his feet. I'm telling you, the beauty. Come on up here. I'm talking about the beauty of a relationship with the Lord. There were Medes and Parthians and Elamites and Mesopotamians. I'm telling you, it don't matter what color you are. It don't matter where you're from. It don't matter what political persuasion you are. Brother Moore came to my office that next week and he said, Brother Cook, he said, there's something wrong with me. He said, you got to help me. And I said, what's wrong, Brother Moore? And he said, 
I can't quit crying. He said, I wake up crying. He said, I go to bed crying. He said, I can't quit crying. He said, something's wrong with me. I said, ain't nothing wrong with you. I said, something's right with you. And I said, God's humbled you and he's broken your heart. And then a few weeks later, Brother Moore prayed through the Holy Ghost. Now let me tell us today, he went up to the altar and in five minutes, he gave his life to the Lord. Let me tell us apostolic people something. There's power in that. I believe that with all my heart. There's power in that. They haven't got all the way there yet. I'm going to tell you something. When nothing becomes something, God can take that something and make something great and glorious and wonderful. And now, Brother Moore is an anointed elder of this church. One of the dignitaries of this assembly. Amen. That confers with me and advises me and helps me make decisions from sitting on the back row minding his own business till one day he went to an altar and he said Lord I give my life to you I'm sorry for my sins and in five minutes God started a process in him that was absolutely phenomenal now let me ask you this how many in here are struggling with the nothing? How many people in here need God to move in their nothing? You need an answer. You need, you need God to speak to you. You need rain in the middle of your drought. You need, you need God to do something wonderful in your life. Would you just raise your hand if you do? then let me give you a word from the Lord. God is fixing to do something in your life. I'm going to say it again. God's about to do something in your life. But I'm asking you, if you would, that when He begins to work, do not diminish the little things that He's bringing about. If you could, as, as Brother Kevin plays this music, could we, could we make our way around an altar and maybe just lift our hands before the Lord and talk to Him for a few moments. It's all right. Just take your time. Get comfortable around the altar area. Just you want to bow your head and lift your hands. If you want to kneel, if you want to, you want to walk. If you, however you want to do it. I feel the Holy Ghost in such a mighty way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, 